You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. You are listening to Racing Nation, and now it's time for the Dynamic Form ratings review and preview. It's brought to you with thanks to Dynamic Form, serious punting, serious form. Log on to the website, dynamicform.com.au, and you can find out exactly why it is Australia's most in-depth form guide, powered by Dynamic Odds. And joining us, as always, each week from Dynamic Form, Jack Smallhorn, how are you? Hey, James, I'm good. I'm up and about. How are you? Yes, yeah, exactly. Up and about. Sounds yeah, up and about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're just coming off a big weekend, and then we've got, you know, four group ones this, this weekend, and then the championships. It's, um, it's a time to be alive. It is. It certainly is. It's a great time in racing, and we'll have a look at a number of Group 1s that occur across this weekend shortly, but I'm really, really interested. Well, I'm always interested, but I'm particularly interested to get your thoughts as we look back at last week. There was some incredible runs, and uh, and I think a lot of talking points moving forward for some bigger races that are coming up as well. So what have you come up with us this week in our review part of the segment? Yeah, well, I mean, it was hard to miss that that run of um, the European the European rated Dubai Honor in the, mm. the Randvet. He's um, he's run a seventy there, which is just about as good as they go. Um, it's the highest figure that's been recorded in the Randvet for the last ten years, and we've seen horses like Very Elegant um, and yeah, Dave yeah. over the last couple of years, and they ran sixty-seven and a half. So, so Dubai Honor's gone probably two lengths. You know, better than those. Um, just an awesome win. I will say that um, he did have sort of everything go his way in the run. He it was a little bit of a fencing run day, and he, he sat back on the on the rail, and the gap opened up. But the way he sprinted was just phenomenal. Um, and to think that they're saying he's a he's a better horse on wet ground is a little bit scary. So um, mm. yeah, he was he was amazing. Um, Montefiore was great chasing him home, uh, very brave. She will tackle the Hankred on Saturday. We might talk about her a little bit later. And I thought Mwanga was okay as well, went forward, tried to, Nash tried to ramp it up at about the 700 and, and make it a real, you know, a real pressure race. But, um, he sort of came off the bid and, and was just battling, but his last 200 was okay. So he goes to the Australian Cup on Saturday at Flemington and, and expect him to be pretty competitive there. I think those two, Montefilia and um, Mwanga, just given how highly the race is rated, as I said, it's the highest rating uh, ran bet for the last 10 years. I think their runs are a lot better than they sort of appear. So, um, yeah, going forward, well, they're both in this Saturday and they're both high up in our calculations for Saturday's races. So I think that's worth noting. They might, they've beaten a, a fair way and looked a little flat, but uh, the race is just rated through the roof. So don't be, um, don't be dropping off them. The George Ryder or Animo was... We had um, Dubai on a produce that sort of performance. And Animo come out and sit three wide, uh, no cover midfield. As I was saying on a day that uh, you want to be closer to the inside, and he still put them away in the run home. He's run a sixty-four and a half, so a fair way, you know, probably four lengths inferior or three lengths inferior to what Dubai Honor has produced. But the computer and the ratings don't take into account the run they had in transit, so. We've got one Dubai on it. He's had a, a fantastic run and um, all the favours and, and shot through and sprinted well and won, you know, really impressively. And then Animo, who's had to do it the tough way and hasn't rated quite as highly. But I think you can bring those performances a lot closer together given um, Animo had to do it the really hard way against track bias um, and, yeah, having, you know, sitting three wide. So it's going to set up a, a mouth-watering clash in a couple mm. of weeks in the Queen Elizabeth. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't, it'd be interesting to see what the computer spits out um, ahead of that. If it's going to be, yeah, it'd be interesting as well to see if we get any <laughs> rain or what the weather does. So, plenty of um, variables. Have you got a thought? Have you got a thought on that? So, I, I suppose from the ratings and like, so you've just said Dubai Honor has won in the highest rated Ranbit in ten years. Yeah. Animo just said the numbers don't quite add up as at two Dubai Honor. However, like you pointed out, what the ratings don't take into account is runs in transit, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What What do you think? Will, yeah. What, how close together do you think they are? Uh, or are they close together? It's hard to say because Animo's got that great 2,000 meter record, and he had to, you know, he had to go back in trip for the, like, only slightly, but a mile back to 1,500 for the George Ryder. He's now going to be primed 2,000 metres where he's, he's won a Cox Plate, so he's got a great rating over 2,000 metres. Um, and Dubai, that was his first Group 1 win, so he's, you know, he's sort of a Group 2 level horse. I think his, his best win was a Group 2 in France before that in 2000, um, 2021. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's sort of hard to line up. It's just... Yeah, it just probably says a little bit more about our weight for age stocks than, um, you know, outside of Animo, um, that, that a horse like that can come over and just brain them. So, look, they'll be very close together. I, yeah, I'm not sure what the, the computer's going to spit out, but, um, they'll be, yeah, they'll, they'll be, yeah, they'll be the two picks going, um, going yeah. in that race for sure. Um, Fangirl was good there. She didn't have any luck, but it's hard to say she should have won given Animo sat three wide without cover and, and still beat them. She's got a race in her, I think, though, when she can just dodge Animo. Mm. She seems to keep chasing him home. Um, Arturis was good. He, he really he was racing tight and then flashed home through them the last 50 metres. Uh, but we won't see him again in Australia. He's going to go to the paddock and then head over to Europe again for some of those big group one sprints over there before he's retired to stud. So we won't be seeing Arturis anymore in Australia, but I thought he ran a pretty good race there. Yeah, no, it's, yeah it was just an intriguing day, and particularly... Those two certainly dominated talk Dubai honours. We've talked a lot about in this evening today in Animo. And yeah, I'm really curious when we talk in, when, when's that? A couple of weeks, a couple of sad days. And we've got to wait, yeah. we don't have to wait long anyway until No, fortnight. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, oh, I mean, the, the ATC in recent New South Wales couldn't be happier after, after Saturday, which, <laughs> um, which what's going to eventuate in a couple of weeks. And then you've got a couple of Japanese horses, I think, as well, who are going to, um, who are going to contest the race. So we'll see, um, we'll see what they bring to the race as well. Uh, the mm. Flipper, we might just have a look at the mm. Flipper as well quickly. Jesus there was plenty of drama here. Um, our pick, Learning to Fly, got knocked at the 600, lost Chad Schofield, so that was race over. Um, and Lazaga had to be retired from the race at that point as well, so plenty of drama. Shinzo was great. He, he was beautifully positioned. He was able to hold that position from the inside gate, three back to fence, and, and everything opened up for him straight, but he sprinted really well. He's run a 65 and a half winning the slipper, which is which is about what they normally run. They normally run that sort of 64 to 66, so he's gone very well. He does look the sort of horse that is going to be even better at three as well, so that's sort of a bit scary. looks like he's going to be, you know, 1,400 a mile sort of um, horse. So, yeah, he's he's going to be um, right on track for those those big three-odd races next season. Cylinder, every chance behind the speed, ran well, just no match for the winner, but um, obviously not, lost no admirers. I thought the run of the race, um, just as we were saying, given the, the way the track played, was King's Gambit, who was caught mm. wide midfield, and then he was obviously wide turning and, and really hit the line hard to run third. So he does a lot wrong, that horse, as well. So when he puts it all together, um, he's going to be a, a pretty serious sprinting, 
sprinting proposition in the in the spring, I think. But um, yeah, he's gone to the paddock now, and we'll wait and see what he can produce in the spring. The last race we'll quickly look at is the All Star Mile. Um, not the we've had I think we've had five runnings of the All Star Mile, and and it wasn't a, you know it wasn't the top rated one by any means. Um, but Mr. Brightside did a great job, and he was beautifully ridden by Luke Curry. Just got a great trail behind the speed, and then he. He just manoeuvred him beautifully off the, you know, into the clear running at about the 400 metres and, and was too good for them. He's run a 64 and a half and kept his uh, unbeaten record over the Mooney Valley mile intact. So, yeah, as we said last week, he's flying that horse. So I think he goes to the Doncaster now to try and um, defend his title there. Good runs in behind him. Cascadian, um, he's, he's not getting any younger, but geez, he's in great form this campaign as well. Uh, he's now the favourite for the Australia Cup on Saturday. So, uh, we'll get to see him again on Saturday after a good run last week. Alligator Blood was good. He he got a he had a nice run in the race and then sort of just had to use a bit of energy to shoulder into the clear at about the six hundred and 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 um he was just left a little bit vulnerable late, but he, he was still there fighting on the turn and, and then a really good fourth. I'm thunderstruck, uh red pen time I think. He's he's had every chance. Pulled up with heat stress, but um, yeah, I think most of them would have on a hot day. So I don't think that's much of an excuse. And yeah, he's been really disappointing after that that um, that massive Golden Eagle win a couple of years ago, and everything. He just hasn't really put it all together or, or progressed like we thought he was going to. So yeah, time for him to have a little bit of a spell in um, being, I think, and we'll see what he produces when he comes back. All right, that's a, a comprehensive look at what happened last week. And as I said, I think it's important because. Yeah, there's some important ratings, not only for races this weekend, and we need to take into consideration one of those horses you mentioned we'll talk about shortly, I'm sure, in some capacity in the Australian Cup, but but also a few others as, as we head towards the championship. So, all right, well, let's have a look at racing this weekend. Let's cover the Group 1s that we see. So we've got Group 1s on Saturday from Flemington and also from Rose Hill and then also Moody Valley on the Friday night. So for our podcast listeners, we'll also talk about the William Reed, which is on Friday night. Let's go to Flemington on the Saturday to start us off. It's the Tab Australian Cup, 2,000 metres. It's at Wait for Age. Uh, time-honoured race. It's had some great horses that have run in it and won it. This year we have a big field, but respectfully, I don't know if it's quite the class of some we've seen in recent times. Yeah, not a vintage Australian Cup field, that's for sure. I think that's just down to sort of positioning of the race now with, you know, we had the big slip of uh, day last, last Saturday and then the championships coming up. So it does, gets a little bit lost, unfortunately. But, um, anyway, there's still a winner there to be found. Uh, we're happy to stick with Moanga again. I know we've been with him a couple of times, but coming out of that really, really high rating, uh, Randbeck Stakes, um, get back into what we've got here is a lesser Group 1 race. Um, I think he is a good bet here at eight dollars. Um, the barrier is a little bit of a concern. I don't know if he goes forward or goes back. He's, as I was saying earlier, he's a horse that likes those high pressure sort of races. So hopefully something can run along up front for him and, and create a bit of pressure, and he might be the strongest late. Um, yeah, that as I was saying, that Rand that stakes form, I think you'll find will be very strong form going forward. So happy to stick with him. Uh, Cascadian, the favourite, he was excellent in the, the All-Star Mile, got back, didn't have a heap of luck, but really rattled to the line. Um, yeah, not getting any younger, but he has come back in outstanding order. I think they're pretty much the two clear, um, you know, class runners in the race, and especially over 2,000 metres. Uh, right you are, I'm prepared to take him on. He's sort of the boom horse down there, he's won his last five, but 
goes to wait for age now, um, obviously steps up to, to Group 1 company. I'd be prepared to risk him and, and happy to stick with those class runners um, up the top of the weights in or up the top of the um, the, the tab order in, in Cascadian and Mwanga uh, in this German Cup. All right, so it is Mwanga and Cascadian. They're three and one, three being Mwanga, one being Cascadian in the Australian Cup. All right, let's jump across the state. We'll go to Sydney. Sydney back up again there with a couple of big Group 1s before we head into the, the championships, which kicks off next weekend and takes us through until uh, April. But uh, Rose Hill Gardens, again, the venue, and like you sort of touched on before in the, in the review track-wise, there's probably a thing that's going to come into it as well. But we do have two Group 1s. They are races 7 and 8. Let's go to the 7. Finery Stud Stakes, the Group 1 for the three-year-old fillies at the 2,000 metres. Yeah, really interesting race, this. Um, looks a little bit of a match race with um, a really, really good Kiwi filly called Prowess coming across. Uh, she beat the older horses last start in the Group 1 uh, New Zealand Stakes. And then we've got um, Pavitra, who was brilliant winning the uh, Kemmler Grange Classic by three length, uh, four lengths last start. And she ran second to um, She's Extreme in the VRC Oak. So she's got some really, really strong ratings behind her. We're with um, Pavitra on the back of the strong uh, rating she ran in that in that VRC Oak. And then, um, as I said, she was unbelievable, really winning the the Kemble Glass, uh, Grange Classic a fortnight ago. It was interesting, I think I heard um, Will Friedman, who trains this horse in partnership, said he, she's one of the most clean-winded horses he's ever sort of laid hands on. So as the distances keep, um, you know, keep um, going up, she's, mm. she's obviously going to be very strong and happy to stick with her. It's a little bit hard to line up the form of the, the Kiwi um, prowess, but she, she's... It's, on paper, it looks good. She cruised home by five lengths in the group two, um, in a group two at Tarapa, two starts back, and then, as I said, she beat the older horses in Group One Company last start. So that's um, that's a pretty good recipe to run well here. I just think she's got to make the trek across to um, Australia. I think it's just a hit and run mission. I don't think she's going to be around for the Oaks. So I think it'll just be the one run here. Um, but happy to happy to lean Pavitra's way, just given she's got the home ground advantage and and she's on that upward spiral, um, you know, heading heading north. Um, interesting to see as well. Last year's Golden Slipper winner Fireburn steps out to two thousand metres for the first time here. And she's always given the impression that uh, two thousand metres is going to be right up her alley. She's crying out for some sting in the ground, and I've um, I just mentioned to you offline earlier. I don't know what we're going to get with the weather because we've got <laughs> zero to nine, zero to nine millimeters today, one to one to ten Friday, and two to fifteen on Saturday. So it's like it may as well be a, a racing tip today. Um, they're just guessing. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I I don't know what we're getting. If we get rain, if we're racing on say a heavy track, well, Fireburn comes right into calculations. But I think if we've got sort of a soft five, um, good four. I'd be surprised if the winner didn't come out of um, the top two in prowess and Pravitra, but happy to be with the um, the Australian train Pravitra here with the um, home ground advantage. Pravitra is the one to be on there, race seven at his horse number three. What about the Kia Tinkered Stakes for the 2,400 metres in Group 1 at Wait for Age? Yeah, interesting race. Um, expected to be a pretty true staying test with Sir Lucan on the quick backup from last week to go forward and Knight's Order who, who likes to roll along up front so hopefully they um, they make it a true staying test and um, that'll open up the race for our top pick here in Montefilia who is on the quick backup after her 
strong run behind Dubai on her last Saturday. Um, she's one that will, will love a little bit of rain as well. So she's happy on, on good tracks, but if there's rain about, that sort of helps her chances. She's on the highest figure here of anything in this race in a 2,400-metre form. It doesn't look that great on, on sort of just pure stats, but it's it's, it's pretty impressive. She's run two-fourths. She's run fourth in the last two Caulfield Cups. A repeat of one of those performances, I'd say, wins this race. And um, it'd be great to see if she could um, give Dylan Gibbons his first Group 1 win. So it'll be a big day for him here on Saturday. Plenty of pressure on. But, um, yeah, I think she sets up really well for this. Third up, 2,400 metres, and coming out of that really strong, as you mentioned, really strong um, ratings race in the in the Randette last Saturday. We've got her ahead of the 2019 Melbourne Cup winner, Val Declare, who's going well. Doesn't win out of turn these days, but he's going really well, and he's that strong stayer who... Um, who will be there punching away. And if it's the third, we've got Gold Trip, who won the Melbourne Cup last year. So they're obviously the the three um, class runners of the race. Um, we just think Montefiore's got a little bit more zip and, and just going a little bit better than the other two, uh, Bound to Claire and Gold Trip. But, um, yeah, happy to be with Montevilla. And, and if you wanted to have some, some wider exotics, maybe throw in Bound to Claire and uh, Gold Trip. All right, that's your thoughts there on the Tancred. So that's a look at the Group 1s on Saturday, but it's a pretty big weekend. We started on Friday. Mooney Valley racing there, or the Valley under lights, and we see the running of the William Reed Stakes at Group 1 level. So it will be race number seven on the program there. What's, what's your thoughts? What do the ratings tell us about the William Reed? Yeah, the last uh, night meeting of the season with the William Reed. Um, yeah, another race that hasn't really just been affected a little bit by all these big races in Sydney, but a good betting race. Um, we're happy to stick with the Kiwi trained in Territrix, who was brilliant first up. She looked all over a winner in the Canterbury mm. Stakes, and Artorias just uh, grabbed her late. So she ran a 64 and a half there, and, and if she repeats that, I can see her being extremely hard to beat here. Um, Jigsaw is one that sort of sparks her interest. He is a course that's been freshened for this and his, his fresh form's outstanding. I think he's won four or three fresh. Um, he ran a 64 and a half, the same rating that Imperatrix ran last start when he won the Australian Stakes. So he's a speed horse. He's going to bounce and be straight on the speed, um, and give you a great sight. Um, Benedetta here, the three year old filly, um, she's also accepted for the Sunlight Classic on Saturday at Flemington and she's drawn, um, she's drawn a hopeless gate here in gate 11. So she's got the ratings to definitely win this. I know she's only had five starts. She's won four of them and this is a big step up in class, but she's got the ratings to, to definitely run well in this. It's just from that wide gate. I don't know where she gets to. So, um, yeah, she's, She's going to be in a bit of pain, I think, um, having to get back and, and go around them, which is obviously not the um, the ideal recipe at Mississippi Valley. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if they run her um, in the William Reed or they save her for the easier option on Saturday. But, um, yeah, Imperatrix, we're happy to be with her here. Um, she's got a great middle draw. Opie Boston knows her well. And uh, if she can just sort of stalk the speed, even if she gets through wide with a bit of cover, I think she could be too strong for them late in the William Reed. All right, so the Kiwi to take the honours there in the William Reed. That's a look at a big weekend of racing. Well, not to put you on the spot again, what's what's the best? What's the ratings best for this weekend? Uh, really like Montefilia this weekend. Yep. Yeah, I think um, she's she's ready to go. Like the quick backup for her, third up, 2,400 metres. Um, and, yeah, you're not going to get, as I've been saying, um, you're not going to get a higher rating race. Um, than, well, not many anyway than, than the race she came out of last start. So she can just hold that form. She's going to be extremely hard to beat in the tank for sure. 
Right, so we'll make her the best bet. So Montefilia to get the job done. That's race eight at Rose Hill on Saturday. That's a look at our Dynamic Form ratings review and preview. It's brought to you each week with thanks to Dynamic Form. Jump onto the website, dynamicform.com.au and uh, have a look at the website, learn a bit more about it, understand how it can work for you. And that's that's the best way to go about it, Jack, isn't it? If you jump onto the website, there's a video there to explain it all to you. And just there's so many different ways, whichever way you like to punt, how you can how you can basically, well, you know, you can utilise it any way that you want that works for you. Yeah, yeah, plenty of features on there with your race notes and speed maps and the ratings and um, and all sorts of things you can play around with there, your filter form and, and such. Um, I will say also we've just um, started a um, a little uh, seven-day free trial. So from this, from today onwards, if you sign up, you get your first seven days free and then um, you can just sort of make your mind up. Just make sure you tell us before the um, seventh day rolls around, but you get charged on that seven days. So you get your first week free where you can have a play around with it and see um, see if it's for you. Um, and if it's not, obviously just get in touch with the guys and they'll, um, they'll help you out. But I think it will be for plenty of people. I think plenty of people enjoy um, having a play around with it. So jump on and have a look, dynamicform.com.au, presenting our ratings review and preview week in, week out on Racing Nation. Jack, as always, thanks for joining us. Hopefully we've helped the pundits with a bit of intel to find a few winners. No worries, James. Have a good one. See you later. Dynamic Form, Australia's most in-depth form guide powered by Dynamic Odds. Every runner, every meeting across Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, Singapore and other international jurisdictions. Personalise the form to suit you. Predictive rating for every runner. A comprehensive horse search database, speed maps, black books so you never miss a future winner. Dynamic Form and Dynamic Odds, the best combination in racing. Log on to www.dynamicform.com.au for a free meeting today.